truth hurts, the truth hurts So you about to feel pain, and I gotta do work God said I gotta do work, cause it's off with the name Savage truth, savage truth It's the savage truth, the savage truth This is the Savage Truth, and I am your host, Pastor Roy Dockery. Welcome back to the Leadership Lab. I hope you're enjoying this series or this season, whether you're checking us out on YouTube or on the podcast, um, but we're going to keep it going, and we're going to get to one of my favorite topics, which is why I kind of wedged it in the middle of this, uh, of this educational sandwich, because I want to talk about authenticity, authenticity, right? I get a lot of questions from my mentees, uh, from from uh, members of my church, from people in the community, or people who just see the volume of things that I do. Right? Um, for those that don't know, you know, I'm the vice president at a startup company. I'm a pastor in my local church. I have a podcast, have a YouTube channel. I mentor people around the country. I consult with multiple startups. I do um, executive coaching for multiple CT CEOs. Um, there, there's a lot of stuff that I do, but ultimately people tend to ask me the same question and people are like, Roy, how do you do so much stuff and how do you have time? And then I'm also a husband with, um, with a, with a wife and three children. Right. So they're like, how do you do all of this stuff? And then, so I, I was, I, you know, sometimes you don't have an answer. Right. So I'm not one of those people that just comes up with an answer and I'm like, well, let me think about it and let me try to figure out how I'm, I managed to accomplish so many things. And there's, there's normally only one consistent answer and reason that I can come to, and it's authenticity. Because I think when you can authentically be yourself 100% of the time, you don't, you don't um, have like an even in, in technology or whatever, and I'm going to throw a term out there, hysteresis losses, right? Um, but when you, when you change forms, right? Like when, when, a, when a liquid goes to a solid or from a, from a liquid to a gas, like you lose something in transition. And I feel like that's what happens when we're not authentic, right? Like even the human brain, we talk about multitasking and we don't actually multitask as humans. We have one brain. Our brain is going to effectively do one thing at a time. Computers do not multitask unless they have multiple CPUs. That's why we have quad core processors so that they can process four things at once. Because other than that, the reason computers are better at multitasking than humans because computers can just like in a binary moment switch from one task to another. Humans, we lose some efficiency, right? When we go from one task to another, right? Like, you know, there's all this research on how 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 often or how quickly a day can get derailed by an email or a phone call or a text, right? So there's all this information out there about shutting off notifications and blocking out time and having certain time to respond to emails because if not it derails kind of your day and your plan but that's because we're very bad at transitioning between tasks but I think we're even worse at transitioning between versions of ourselves transitioning between uh code switching right and and swapping and it's a difference between accommodating I don't talk to my wife the same way that I talk to my children that's not code switching I don't talk to my best friend the way that I talk to an employee that's not code switching, but fundamentally changing who I am, ignoring my culture, um, you know, like like being, you know, treating colloquialisms like taboo or, or, or hot potatoes, right? Like things that you don't want to touch. Like that's where we start to lose some of our efficiency in those transitions, because what we start to do is that we're not effectively utilizing all of ourselves because we feel like we can't be authentic. And without authenticity, without 
a feeling that I can completely show up, that Roy can completely show up to work, that Pastor Roy can show up at a corporate office, right? Or that a corporate executive can show up to a church, right? Like if we start leaving parts of ourselves behind, I told, I remember I told one of my mentees, I said, look, the reason you feel like your job is twice as hard as it should be is because only half of you is showing up to work. Think about that, right? If, if only 50% of you is showing up to work, why do you think it feels like it's taking you 12 hours to do eight hours worth of work, right? Why does it feel like, you know, the days, you know, are, are longer? Why does it feel like, you know, every minute drags by? Why does it feel like every second is a burden? Because when we're not fully being ourselves, when we're not being fully authentic, when we're not allowing 100% of who we are, all of our skills, all of our gifts, all of our weaknesses to be present, then we're doing ourselves a disservice and we're actually operating at less than optimal ability. So as a leader, the reason authenticity is important is because if you lead with authenticity, right? If, you're, if your presence seems authentic, you're going to encourage other people to be authentic. And at the end of the day, when 100% of us shows up to work, then, then we, we're going to get more work done. Like perfect example, everybody that's clearly here or if you're listening to this, you know that that means... I, you know, and just so you know, I do all of my own posting and, you know, the, the video set up in my office. Like, I don't have a producer or anything like that. I do it myself. But I was also a hip hop artist for over 20 years and still record music on occasion. I've been a poet for a long time. I've wrote, you know, I wrote a book, right? So I love to write. I love creative writing. I can edit. I can edit audio and all of this other stuff. And even as a VP at my former company, like, I volunteered to do some video work. Like we had a, we had a, um, a, we had a awards banquet coming up. You know, we, we didn't have somebody to, to edit the videos. And I was like, I'll edit the videos, right? Like if we need to do a training video with some screen grabs, like I can do that. It's not my job, but it's something that I enjoy doing. It's a skill that I can bring to work that helps us get something accomplished. And it makes me a member of the team that people can depend on, not just because of my title, but because of who I am collectively. Right. So if the marketing team wants to look at something creative or if they want to talk about music selection or, or lighting or whatever else, they can ask me that question. And that allows me to bring more of my life, more of the way that I live. When we talk about work life balance in the last, last the last series. Right. It allows me to live more at work because I can authentically be myself. Right. People occasionally ask me at work about my podcast. People will occasionally ask me at work about pastoring. People ask me about mentoring. People ask me about consulting. But when I'm consulting people, you know, I talk to people about pastoring. I talk to people about my full time job. I talk to people about my family like I am always 100 percent me. And it took me a long time to get there. And that's why I'm trying to to give you a shortcut. I'm trying to give you a lot of game for free. I'm giving you probably eight or nine years of learned lessons where I used to show up in an uncomfortable way of dressing because of what I thought needed to be presented or projected, right? Because when you're in an organization and you're the you're the youngest executive, you're the only minority executive, especially the only black male minority executive in, an, in a business, right? You feel like you have to represent for anybody. And so even authentically, Roy loves sneakers. Roy collects Converse's. Roy loves collaborations, which you can see from some of the Savage reviews with the shoes that I've done, right? Like, I love sneakers. I've always loved sneakers. But like, I never wore sneakers to work. It was dress shoes, dress pants. I was dressed like I was like, you know, like I, I was when I first started going to church when I got saved. 
because I thought that's how church people look. But I'm like, I think this is how business people look. But then I couldn't be authentic, right? Like it's hard for me to be the the poetic Christian rapper who's coming to church, you know, coming to coming to work, look like he's dressed going to church. And so in the same regard, like I started compartmentalizing myself. So my my ministry and the way that I pastor and lead people, which is also a significant way of how I influence, you know, what influences me as a leader, I was keeping all of that stuff out of work because I, I wanted that to be a separate part of me. And then from an artistic perspective, my music and my creativity, I put that over here. And then I was at work and I was just trying to manage and to do my job and to deliver results and to deliver outcomes. But without being authentic, without all of me showing up, I couldn't lead. Because like, why would I expect anybody to trust me when I can't, when I'm not fully being myself? How can I encourage people to maximize their career, to maximize their potential when I'm not even maximizing myself? Like I'm not even fully being present in my own existence, right? Like I am limiting myself because of what I assume other people are going to say or what other people are going to do or what I think people need from me. Because when I started being authentic or actually when it got leaked <laughs> because I wound up being in a local magazine for music, I thought it was going to be a negative reaction, right? Everybody's looking at me as an executive and now oh, I'm a rapper and like, how does that line up? But people actually appreciated the creativity. And then I started finding out I had other people at work that were in bands, that played in guitars, that loved to sing, that loved to go to concerts. And like people started becoming more open about the artistic side of themselves, what they do for entertainment, what they enjoy doing, because they're like, hey, if we've got a vice president that can go rap at concerts, the fact that I like to go to concerts or, or you know, that I play, you know, that I play bagpipes, that I play jazz flute like Ron Burgundy, right? Like, or even that little stuff, right? Like even in the, the conversations you have, when you talk about the movies that you watch, you talk about the TV shows you watch, like this is my background at work. Like, no, I don't normally cut the lights on, but the Funko Pops are here. Right before the Funko Pops, I had a cross back there. My cross isn't there anymore because my cross broke. But like that painting behind my head on this side, that is a painting from my wife, is on my wall during work. And people ask questions about it. People ask questions about the books down here. What kind of books do you read? Well, all of these books are on faith. These are this is NIV, Reformed Theological Bible, right? Like this is all Christian books. Like these are all books on business leadership, right? Like um, these are all books on on faith and um in, in church building and leadership, right? So I, I get to ask those questions. People ask me about uh Superman. They're like, oh, you got Superman back there. Are you a DC Comics guy? Like, no, I'm not a DC Comics guy. Actually, that Superman comes from a nickname that my wife gave me when I almost died in the military. Right. So like there's all of this stuff that gets tied in, right? Like the the office back here and why I watch it. Like Seinfeld. I started watching Seinfeld when I had knee surgery and was on limited duty shortly after my daughter was born. Like there's so many stories tied into the authentic me that make me more approachable, that make me more real, that make me more authentic to people. And then people feel like they can trust me. People feel like they can confide in me. People feel like they can also be themselves with me. And that makes you a better leader because when people are willing to stand beside you because they know who you really are, they know what makes you tick, they know what makes you laugh, they know what makes you cry, they know what, you, what you're passionate about, they know what your pet peeves are, like that all comes from being authentic, not acting like you have a heart of stone and nothing moves you, right? Like when I've, I, I've shed tears for employees who've lost their wives that I've never met. Right. Like I've cried with people who cried about their pain and their because, again, empathy as a leader, because I feel that like I, I've had days where I've where I've come to work and, you know, and, and I and I found out 
that my uncle, who was my best friend, passed, right? I've had days when I found out that my cousin got murdered. I've had days where I found out, you know, when I got a bad diagnosis and I got bad information from doctors. And all of this happened when I had to be at work, right? Most of us don't get news from doctors and hospitals on the weekend. We normally get it, what? During normal working hours. So that means I'm getting that result. I'm getting that email with a test result in the middle of my workday where I'm expected to act like none of that happened, to act like none of it bothers you, that's just not human. It's just not true. And so when we're authentic, when we're, when we're transparent, it allows us to be effective leaders. And when we lead from a place of authenticity, then the people who follow feel comfortable of being authentic. And the beauty is, is that authenticity is how you truly get diversity, right? Like if people are afraid to be themselves, if people are afraid to share opinions, if people are afraid um, to, to, to be authentic, then what you wind up with is colorful homogeneity, right? You can have people from different, of different colors, different backgrounds, different identities, or whatever you may call it, but everyone is going to walk this line of not trying to be offensive, not trying to be different, right? So we all may look different on the outside, but none of us are expressing any differences on the inside. And the true value of diversity, when you talk about innovation, when you talk about the beneficial impacts to business, that's not based off of superficial topographical diversity. That's based on a diversity of thought, right? Diverte, like a disruption of the way that people think. So you have to be able to be authentic in the way that you think, in the way that you express yourself. And a lot of that comes from the external, right? Like I would wear this shirt to work. I did wear this shirt to work. It says, keep calm. God is with you. I wear, I wear shirts to work that say I'm a Christian. I wear shirts to work that say um, God is undefeated. But I also wear Tom and Jerry shirts. I wear Seinfeld shirts. I wear a, a shirt that says assistant to the regional manager when I'm the vice president, right? Like I wear things because I want people to know who I authentically am. Yes, I have a serious job. Yes, I do serious things. But I'm like, I love humor. I love comedy. I love shows that I don't have to think about, right? I watch the same TV show every day. I watch Seinfeld every day. I got a bunch of Seinfeld Funko Pops over there. Um, I got a bunch of Black Panther Funko Pops over there. I got Hamilton over here because it's what me and my family watched to keep us sane through the pandemic. Like everything around me, all of the magnets you see in the back are all the places that I've traveled in the last 10 to 12 years for work only, <laughs> right? Those are all the places that work took me um, and places, you know, and I've got more places where work continues to take me. But it's about being authentic. Be who you are. Right. Because the real question is, is how much of you comes to work every day as a leader, as a follower? How much of you comes to work every day? And then the real question is, is what would it look like if 100 percent of you showed up? What would it look like if 100 percent of your individual employees showed up? And what can you do as a leader to make them feel comfortable to let the rest of themselves come to work? Right. Like, would it be, you know, would it be weird if that person just went and played the played the guitar in his car during during lunch? Because that helps him balance his mind. Right. If somebody wanted to set up their My Little Pony collection on their desk, like whatever people wanted to do, like would those people feel authentic and could they create a space that helps them exude who they are so that they can actually be more effective at what you've called them to do? So I thank you for joining us. We're going to get into talking about promotions and, and things like that in the next series and in the next episode. So thank y'all. God bless you. Peace out. Somebody, somebody pray for me Whether I seem like I'm well or I'm not